All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our Daily Gun Show. I didn't start with all the production stuff, uh, mainly because when I do my interviews, I'd like to get right into it. Oh, I guess I should turn off my own audio in the background. So tonight uh, we've got an interview. It is Monday. Each night we go live at midnight Eastern. Each night we, each weeknight, we have a different topic. And on Mondays, it's motivation to a activists for like behind the scenes, how to get it done, how other people are doing it. Whenever possible, I try to bring somebody on to chat about their activism. And tonight we have Edgar uh, Antion from Guns for Everyone. I'd probably say in butcher in the pronunciation apologize for that but uh thank you for joining us no absolutely thank you and then um i'm trying to use the format of james kalita who uh, was a great podcaster i don't know if you know of him he did a podcast uh, uh out of order with james kalita i guess he got kicked out of some assembly somewhere so he started doing a podcast and he would just bring on a second amendment activist and then just say here they are and leave them talk for 40 minutes and I just thought that was neat because you would just get whatever was on their mind and it gave them an opportunity to chat about what they felt like and not whatever news of the day. And that's what I'm going to attempt to do here. So uh, this is the first time I'm chatting officially with Edgar, although I've been listening to your podcasts and following your stuff. Like I was mentioning off air, I have shook your hands before or hand before, but uh, we haven't actually chatted before officially. So this is our first chat. I'd like to give you the mic. Uh, ask you to, if you would, just introduce yourself briefly, but then I'm going to ask two major questions tonight. Why you do what you do and how you do it, how you get it done. And uh, my goal with this with this style of interview is to give Edgar an hour to talk about why he does what he does and how he gets it done or how he's gotten it done over the years, uh, just uh, so he doesn't have to stand up and take the mic himself. Uh, Edgar, I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure some of you have heard of Guns for Everyone, but uh, the accomplishments are fantastic. 100,000 students in Colorado. These are free CCW classes. I think you said something like 11% of the CCWs in Colorado have been offered free through their classes. In addition, they do instructor development to bring more people on board to sort of franchise the concept. Uh, they've got a newspaper that goes out in real life printed that goes out to gun shops uh, they do there's they support or facilitate the makers match which is a 3d printing competition and i know i'm missing stuff so that was the brief introduction for people who haven't met edgar before but now uh i'll kind of just i'm not gonna leave you hanging here but i'll give you the mic and say thanks again for joining us and if you would give us a little information more about what you've done who you are and then we'll start asking how you did it or why you did it excuse me yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, you kind of hit hit the high notes there, and and that's that's great. Um, so yeah, my name is Edgar Antillon. I am a, an individual who decided at some point that the government uh, requiring us to pay them and ask them for permission to to defend ourselves was was kind of stupid, right? So um, what we created was Guns for Everyone. Guns for Everyone really started. Uh, kind of a little bit of a, a backstory for us. Uh, we started off as, as a YouTube channel uh, providing, we did um, parody type videos, making fun of gun experts. That's really where we started. We really started off as trolls, if, if we're being honest about this stuff. Um, kind of in the, the heyday of, uh, or the beginnings, I guess not the heyday, but the beginnings of YouTube when, um, 
or these reviewers were coming up and um, a lot of them just were douchey. So we kind of just uh, were trying to parody that and, and be more of a funny and comedy style stuff. And then unfortunately in Colorado in, in 2012, we started hearing rumors of anti-gun legislation. So we, we decided to switch gears. Um, we try to combine the comedy with the seriousness, but with the comedy, you lose a lot of the seriousness and, uh, we kind of had a decision to make and, uh, we felt that, uh, being a little bit more serious, we're still, uh, people who know us know that we're still funny and, um, we, we really don't, don't care all that much, but, um, we decided to continue with, with the seriousness. And part of that was. Uh, the free concealed carry classes. And again, it's just uh, a way for people to uh, be able to to participate in their Second Amendment, kind of at, 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 the, at the lowest uh, barrier, if you will, because it's it's pretty easy to show up to the class. And uh, most people were thinking about it anyways that show up to the class. Uh, some of them were on the fence. So this was just an easy way for us to continue that activism and uh, continue that um that protest uh against the government more than anything else um and uh, along with that we we kind of created um some some friendships and and developed some some partnerships and uh we've done some some really cool stuff uh, along the ways uh part of it has been uh the makers match like like you mentioned uh, which is designed for people, anybody who makes their own matches, it's a competition, um, just like USPSA or, or IPSC and, and that type of stuff, but designed for people that, that make their own, their own firearms. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the big thing, uh, with guns for everyone national, uh, that's an alternative to the NRA. That's kind of the, the best way to explain it. We are at 501c3 on the national level. And what we do there is we, we provide training and also the, uh, the competitions. Um, Guns for Everyone National is really the sanctioning body for, for these competitions uh, that, we, that we've held uh, across the nation. Um, something that I'm really, really proud of is, is that uh, we are providing, although it's, it's growing slow, uh, slowly, but it's still growing, is providing that alternative uh, to the NRA as far as certifications and, and competitions and uh, just all, an overall alternative period. Um, so th those are kind of the the main main things that that we're doing at the moment. Got it. So again, the the big open ended question for tonight is why. So this is a bunch of stuff that um, I think some people would say. It, well, I think a lot of people would agree, maybe a couple of people, I guess, you know, it's the internet, some, some people would argue, but I think most people agree these are valid initiatives, but any single one of these initiatives would be like a committee or like a whole organization would, you know, you would think would need to be a, um, we needed to accomplish them. So the why is the big question and I leave it open-ended. Yeah. So the why was, is very very basic right just initially is just to protest uh the the government that that's that's the biggest why uh protest this ridiculous um requirement that we have from the government to to take classes 
um, and and then pay them, uh, which is probably the worst thing. Not not that I'm against, obviously, training and, and all of that. I mean, that, that's what I believe any responsible gun owner would do with or without government intervention. But it's the fact that the government is involved uh, that we decided to protest it. And a big factor here in Colorado was really uh, they were trying to take this away from uh, college students. So they were, they introduced a bill. They were trying to take it away from, from college students and, um, take away CCW, take away. Yeah. The ability to carry concealed on, on campus. And so we decided to, to start doing the classes there and kind of see where that, that took us. And once we, we seen how successful that was, uh, we figured we, we probably hit on a market that, uh, is very underserved and that's people who who one financially cannot afford to pay an instructor which uh, I, I would probably at that time 100 uh, percent classify me in that uh, in that group uh, of people who 150 dollars typically for an instructor and then 150 dollars potentially to the government uh, that's a lot of money 300 bucks uh, it's, that's a tank of gas nowadays um so to those people we offered the free classes but also to a large populace that uh simply did not believe that this is something that we we should be paying for so um that that's the the biggest the biggest reason as we continued with this uh we also started seeing a lack of quality training uh in the industry and i know i'm going to piss off a lot of people when, when i say this stuff but um, there's a lot of old information and a lot of outdated information. Some information that's not even outdated is just wrong from the beginning uh, that gets shared in, in the interwebs and it gets shared by other instructors. Um, so we kind of got a, a, on, on a mission of, of providing quality um, instruction as well. We didn't want these free classes to be that, oh, well, it's a free class, so... Um, what do you expect? No, we wanted this to be a free class and holy shit, is it better than uh, a paid class and, and then some? And that's often what we get is is that comment is uh, we've attended different classes and um, this is by far the best one. And, and that's something that, that we're proud of. So that's another why is, is we want to make sure that it's not just a free class, that, that it's, it's a quality um, and in our opinion, the best conceal carry class that you're going to take out there because uh, ultimately you're you're providing us uh with your spirit you're providing us with your support you're providing us with your time which which we can't we can't replace and that's that's super valuable uh the time that that students spend with us and, and we don't take it for granted so it, it's easy to to kind of keep that as as a main why now is providing that quality training and then that's kind of where um guns for our national kind of started growing it's something that i've been thinking about for for quite some time and it's it's after meeting uh one of my very polarizing uh homies and and that's rob pincus where the discussion about training and uh, and and quality fact-based um evidence-based uh training comes from and and we we kind of uh, took the leap and and we brought him aboard 
to consult us on the on the training side of it for Guns for Everyone National, along with uh, USCCA as well. That's another organization that that we work with as far as uh, training and certifying instructors. Um, so that's those are kind of the the main main whys as why we do that. Uh, for the newspaper, uh, one thing that we've seen lacking here in Colorado, and I don't see it as much in other places. I see it more here in Colorado, and it, and it hurts my feelings to say this, but our our culture, our gun culture here in Colorado just isn't very healthy. Um, for a very long time, we were a, a state that was much more lenient than Texas when it come in terms of gun laws. Uh, I know Texas likes to think that they're the big boys on the block, but they're they're uh, we all know they're they're pretty behind on on quality gun laws. Um, they're getting better. They're they're catching up. But Colorado for for a very long time was better. Up until recently, we we started going back, um, and 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 the the culture here I think just got used to just having good uh, okay gun laws, all things considered, um, nothing. Uh, egregious, uh, no gun registration, no, uh, no restriction on any real firearm. So like we, we, we had it good, um, but the culture just didn't exist. So the newspaper was a way for us to just get information out there, get information about instructors, events, uh, groups, um, share thoughts amongst each other about training or, um, ranges and reviews so it's just it's just a healthy way for us to all share information and uh provide it in a paper form because one thing that i've noticed in our classes is people like to to read stuff people uh may not like the mainstream newspapers but a lot of people like niche newspapers um the the community newspapers those type of uh papers are still growing strong uh in most communities anyways so we we decided to do that for for that reason um and it's kind of double whammy too i mean i'd be lying if i didn't say we we also um the advertisements that are in there help support the the free concealed carry classes because ultimately we we want to expand that and make that available in, in as many states as we possibly can um so those are kind of the 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 major why we we do what we do um outside of where we're just passionate about the second amendment and freedom uh which those are just the cliches but um but yeah i'm muted so that i don't uh my background fans and stuff the noise noise here don't think but i uh, started leaving hanging there when i unmute so uh i appreciate that that's that's the whole point is to give you some time to kind of develop the answer there one thing we didn't or you didn't hit on yet so i'm going to ask you about this and then we can yeah. start digging in is the uh makers match so I oh guess it, yeah it's sort uh, of obvious but from what you mentioned but specifically yeah the why and the makers match. yeah so the why for the makers match um is is very simple right like we we started seeing a, a growing uh population of gun owners uh, making their own firearms, the P80s, and it became really accessible. Uh, for a very, very short period of time, Guns for Everyone had a retail spot. We had two retail spots. 
Um, and the, the product that we started with was 80% uh, firearms. So whether it be ARs or, or uh, handguns, not just Glocks, but 1911s and, and that type of stuff. So we sold the jigs and, and we would rent the jigs out to, to anybody who wanted to privately make their own firearm. Um, and uh, obviously with our connection with Pincus, uh, he, he kind of got interested in, in doing all that stuff, uh, 3D printing. And, um, and he hit us up. He said, do you want to uh, do some competitions? You, you just started the 501c3. Part of the 501c3 is, is competitions. Let's do one for um, privately made firearms. Um, so I, I was obviously on board. He's the director of that stuff. We're the sanctioning body. And the, the biggest why for that one is ultimately to provide a space for those who want to compete, uh, but can't in USPSA because USPSA doesn't allow privately made firearms. Uh, IPSC doesn't allow it. So a lot of governing bodies don't allow. So why not? Why not provide a space for 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 what I quickly found out, where we're just a bunch of nerds uh, who who wanted to make guns and probably more interested in designing guns than than actually the gun itself, uh, and provide a, a space for these people to to compete with the firearms that they created. Uh, and once we we did our our first uh, national and a few regionals, uh, the why becomes even bigger, right? Because the why is it's fun, man. It's, it's so much fun to see, um, a group of humans engineering firearms and, and creating designs and seeing all the crazy shit that these people come up with. Uh, and that, that adds to, to the why we do this. Um, I, I, I'm one of these people that I, I have to admit, I'm not big into privately made firearms, not cause I'm opposed to them, but because I personally just don't, don't have the and an act for it right like i i'm not big on 3d printing i'm not big on uh i just don't have the patience to sit there and file down and, and recreate a cad and, and all that stuff but it, it's it's super amazing to see that the level of of engineering that a human can can produce in 2022 uh and then just go have fun with these firearms um so that adds to to the why it's just it, it was a space that didn't exist we created a space and uh, not at this level, right? There, there I have heard of uh, other little small um, fun shoots and stuff like that, but we, we wanted to make it loud and we wanted to be uh, in your face about it. And a primary reason why we wanted to do it loud and in your face about it was uh, we, we don't want to see what's, what's currently happening right now. And that's an attack on privately fired me fire, uh, privately made firearms. Uh, a good way of doing that is, um, and, and, and I so appreciate that the Bruin, uh, the ruling kind of said, this is, um, it's guns that are, uh, used, uh, I forget exactly the, the verbiage that says, and maybe you'll, you'll help me out here, but, uh, but guns that are used frequently well, on a day-to-day basis, right? So if we make privately made firearms something that is normal, um, then it, it quickly becomes protected by by that Second Amendment because it, it's, it's something that everybody's into. And it's, somebody, it's something that somebody does uh, every single weekend. And it's just a hobby, no different than tinkering with, with cars or, or motorcycles or uh, building uh, train 
stuff or, or whatever other hobby people have. So uh, that was another reason why to have these, um, these competitions just to, to make it a big part of, uh, yeah, in common use. I appreciate that. Uh, it, it, make these uh, objects no longer a, a taboo and something that every human being uh, knows about, has access to. And a lot of people didn't want that. A lot of people kind of offer a little bit of that resistance, like, oh, the more you talk about it, um, the, the more people are going to know about it. And like, ding, 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 that's the issue is we need more people to know about this. This is not bad. Bad people are not doing this. Uh, if, if you showed up to our first competition, you'd see uh, very quickly how a, a firearm is not a good uh, <laughs> not a good gun for self-defense. Uh, all the malfunctions we had uh, that particular time was was kind of crazy to see. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was a big why for for the makers match. Awesome. So um, I think uh, you know I didn't. There's no uh, um, answer to right to an open-ended question like that. So I tried to do is not interrupt you while you're. Uh, yeah, going through there, but I do have a bunch of questions. I think the, going backwards, then any spillover, any crossover, whatever it is between, for example, winners from the makers match in the newspaper, any plans to, um, I'm assuming the newspaper mentions these things, but is there an, an overall strategy with the paper to use it as sort of a catalyst or a, um, a technique to get into more shops and then find more people that are interested, find more matches, you know, sort of that. Yeah. Right, right now we're, we're in this weird time with the gun makers match, trying to figure out the, the new rulings and how people are going to navigate the new rulings. Some, some States are getting really, really crazy about um, their particular laws and, and, and flat out outlawing quote unquote unserialized firearms. So that complicates things a lot for, for a lot of, people that participate in stuff that um, so we're, we're trying to see how, how we navigate the stuff and, and be as efficient as possible um, without getting people in trouble unnecessarily. You know, there's people that, that want to um, get in trouble and then fight, fight it in court. Um, guns for everyone is, is um, and me personally, I'm all for that stuff, but I don't know that we want to make, the gun makers match per se that that one organization where or one um, competition where uh, we're just getting a bunch of people arrested just just for the sake of getting people arrested. Um, so we're trying to navigate that right now. But yeah, using the newspaper is is definitely one of those avenues where where we want to promote not just our stuff, not just our gun makers match, but uh, promote the hobby in, in general. Uh, there's a lot of people in that hobby that maybe we don't uh, agree with 100% on stuff, and maybe they would never participate in, in the Gunmakers match because they have an opposition of us being so so public, but they still uh, deserve a mention in, in, in the newspaper because of the work that they're doing in the space. So it's not just about promoting our stuff, although that is one, one way uh, of doing it, and one thing that we do as well with with this newspaper uh whether it be instruction or, or classes but we really want this to be for uh for everyone right we want this newspaper to be uh promoting uh, not just us as instructors or 2a activists or uh, whatever hat we're wearing that time but we want to give 
a voice to anybody else that might be uh, in, in the same space or, or wants to promote the Second Amendment or is an activist or uh, one of the things that we have in there is featured instructors, featured ranges. Uh, and, and as we grow and as we get bigger, then we can add featured uh, activists and, and hopefully eventually get this to where it's, it's nationwide to do just that is, is promote not just what we're doing, but what other amazing 2A activists are doing um, around the nation. Well, thanks everybody for putting in the link. I think I stuck a link in there that was bad, so everybody's throwing the better link in there for uh, concealed carry for free. You've got a couple of websites. Uh, yeah. Is that um, just throwing this out of the left field? I guess is I just I'm a website guy, so I noticed that. Is that because you like to have a broader net, so you're finding people differently from different websites, or is it just over the years they've come and gone, and some of them stuck around, or is there another reason? No, it, it's a little bit has to do with the algorithms. Uh, so some of it was was planned. Uh, the guns for everyone uh, has evolved throughout the years. Like I said, we used to be more of a more of a parody type type website. So we had a lot of uh, funny stuff, a lot of trolling blogs, and and back when blogging was was a thing. Um, so we used to use it for that. And now gunsforeveryone.com usually is primarily just a landing page um, for our training and, and uh, the Guns for Everyone National and, and all that stuff. So, but primarily for, for the training. So we use gunsforeveryone.com kind of just as the general. Uh, and then at some point, um, concealedcarryforfree.com was for the marketing, right? It was just uh, you being a, a website guy, you understand um, the, the, the meta tags and, uh, back then, in in the um, early two thousands, the two thousand tens and stuff like that, the meta tags worked a little bit differently, and the um, the keywords worked a little bit differently. It, it's evolved, but that's really another reason why we decided to get concealedcarryforfree.com is is to kind of hit those those keywords and uh, play with with Google's algorithms a little bit more as well. So uh, a little bit was for that as well. And throughout the years, it, it served us. Uh, it, it's been a benefit for us to have multiple websites so we can deliver information differently. So now with the guns for everyone, uh, I can I can put the Gazette on there online uh, and not have to worry about it kind of stepping over the like saturating the, the training website. Um, so it, it's benefited us uh, on multiple fronts uh, for reasons like that. All right, um, I like that because, uh, like I say, I'm a website guy, and one of the other things that kind of uh, is in the same line is that the humans, how the humans are reading uh, the internet back in the day, and people were getting online more, they were understanding it, but uh, you know, a website that made sense to them was a lot better than, I don't know, a bunch of letters, right? Just yeah. initials for something or something like that. Correct. So one of the other ones I was going to mention, I'm just going to put some uh, questions in here along the way, but I'm glad I asked about the the paper there because I'm going to ask one more, I guess, before I get back to the first question. So you are interested, or you're in, uh, um, there's room in the paper for 
contributions or uh, people to contribute to it? We we don't have like a, a donation for the paper itself. It's oh, I thought really, I meant like writing. Yeah. And oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as far as uh, writing contributions, yeah, absolutely. We have uh, an opinion section um, where we definitely do allow people to kind of come in and uh, write an opinion, whether it be about stuff that we wrote in the previous edition. We do it once monthly, uh, or if they themselves want to have um, a say on. on on whatever the case may be, whether it be uh, activism or training or um, a particular range that they want to kind of shout out. So uh, we we absolutely allow for that stuff. Right on. Well, I'll definitely get with you here and chat about that because, uh, yeah, that's super cool. I didn't really consider that, I guess, as I was checking it out. I just always assumed, maybe I did, I assumed that it would be like other projects I've seen over the years. So Definitely glad that um, you know, that we covered that. I was going to go back to the, I guess, Maker's Match, but 3D printing in general. And, I mean, nobody can see the future. Obviously, you could you had your finger up to the wind and could tell that it was time to act sooner than later in the 3D printing realm for all the reasons you mentioned. And I'd say thanks for doing that. I don't know if anyone else has mentioned that, but obviously it was done people weren't paying attention from the bird's eye view um they didn't really they didn't know nothing about guns 3d printed guns 80 percent guns on the national scene and then that kind of shifted here recently so you guys setting that all up and having some time on the clock uh definitely you know is better than coming in after the fact right so was that something well, I guess one of my questions is going to be, is that something where you had your finger up to the wind and you saw it coming and you figured, let's get it done before? It's easy to say that after, but I mean, I'm wondering if that was really part of it or if it was just, uh, oh, you know, it's super good timing. But I guess the other thing I'm just going to add in real quick is that, I, you know, with the, with the, again, just thinking of gun ownership since the early 2000s or so, let's say since the end of the assault weapons ban, in that time we've seen um, a lot more smaller companies come up to create small parts, either an accessory uh, for, a, for a gun or uh, part, different parts, customized parts, parts with different kind of fi uh, finishes. So you see people that do ornamentation and you know stippling and, and surfaces on the outside of guns, painting them and that kind of thing. Also parts being constructed out of um, you know, better designs or different designs. And all that stuff happened with the AR-15, with the Glock, with the 1911, with these platforms. Knowing that, I can't imagine anyone not understanding that the future is going to be some version of a, either serialized or hopefully with the removal of firearms laws, then we'll just see, you know, people buying a, a some kind of a, I don't know what to call it, like a platform spec and then almost every portion of it being designed for them if they want a flat trigger or a whatever some kind of hand measurement is gonna create the frame you know and the logarithm to their hand shape or something you know they're gonna squeeze on some clay and something's gonna 3d scan that and then their frame will be created the same way that earplugs are made so i mean that i don't understand why people wouldn't see that even if the store just prints out a 3d version for the person to verify and then it gets created in real durable material somewhere else although you know it's really fast that's going to just happen in the store and then it's eventually in our homes 
uh, that is the future of it. So then, you know, the, the laws that keep that, uh, the, 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 I guess the removal of laws that keep that free or that keep the government off our backs, kind of critical. I mean, that's stuff, I don't see us being relying on giant factories making millions of items at a time and then everybody getting them home and filing them into the shape they want. That's just not the future of anything. So, no, absolutely not. And, and we we 100% seen this happening, uh, especially when we had when we started our, our retail side, um, and we had that for for a little bit. And one of the very first conversations I had with the ATF, uh, which I knew I was going to have, I, I didn't have as many conversations as I thought I would with the ATF, but the very first one was them calling up and saying uh, uh, we couldn't do certain stuff, and obviously. Uh, we fought them on a, on a few things and um, got clarification about it, other stuff. So um, we we absolutely seen this come. I believe this was 2017, uh, way before they were even looking at 80% uh, lowers. Um, so we were kind of already preparing. Uh, we just hadn't created the 501c3 um, at, at that time. So uh, we were already in conversations about what the next steps were to to kind of fight this and, and and make it more more known that these products exist because uh, as i mentioned before the more people are aware of it the more people are involved with it and when the rules like this happen like the one that's gonna come into effect what is a wednesday um the more people know about this stuff the, the more we can fight it on, on the other side um when trump did his anti-gun stuff um that was another red flag for us so like holy shit this is this is only going to fast track um and make it a lot easier uh, for the next guy to to take parts away from us and take materials away from us uh and of course a lot of the uh the people that were on on trump's slob about that they they, they um they're like, no, 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 that's not, never going to happen. And uh, here we are, right, with the ATF going to people's doors, uh, allegedly, um, and taking their, their triggers and, and stuff like that. And, and a little bit had to do with, with, with Trump um, very proudly banning uh, bump stocks, which was just uh, an accessory. Um, so we, we kind of seen it there is how these 80% could be affected by something like that. Because uh, ultimately, these eighty percent are just just plastic um, that you have to drill and you have to modify and you have to file down. You have to polish. Three D printed guns, kind of the same thing. You, you have to. Uh, if anybody's ever done any three D printing, period, you know there's there's a lot of uh, R and D going into it. A lot of frustration that goes into it. A lot of going back to the drawing board and and, and all that stuff. So there's 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 a lot to it. So. Uh, but we, we kind of seen this direction uh, happening even um, a few years back before they even started thinking about that stuff. So uh, we, we knew we had to do something. We knew we were going to do something. We just didn't know exactly what that was. And, and the Gunmakers match was probably the, the best way um, to, to get it out there and um, get the attention of uh, of the other side, if you will, uh, with Vice News and Newsy, and um, getting some some mainstream 
play with, with that stuff as well. I started a lot of good conversations and um, it, it actually brought a lot of people that were unaware how it actually functioned to, to kind of our side um, from that stuff. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's go ahead. So Maker's Match started in 2017? No, no, no. That's just when we started noticing the, the, uh, the changes. Okay. So that, then, that's one. Well, that's when, when we was the first one then. the The first one was done in uh, twenty twenty one. So it was yeah, yeah, it was last oh, year. Okay. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, twenty one. But then, okay, and then the second question was: I'm trying to make some notes, so I'm just catching my notes yeah. up to date. Uh, you said the Vice News story. I totally forgot about that. So that was at the twenty twenty one. Was it the at first twenty twenty one? Yeah, that was the very first match. Okay, so then, then you said there's also a newsy. Is that another vice type of? Um, yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna say they're fair. Um, they're definitely. But, they but it gets the us. word out in a way that nobody else is. So it's a vice like though. It's some sort of like. Um, yeah, newsy is, is, is it's exactly it is a, a vice like nowhere near as big, nowhere near okay, as important. A different audience. Part. Well, that's fine. And then that was also the 2021 event. This one was this this year's event. This one was the okay, awesome. Um, the one we had this year. So every okay, year we try and have. Um, yeah, this year we actually had uh, Chinese media there. We we had uh, Newsy. Um, we and uh, there was one other major outlet. I can't think of it at, at the moment. But uh, we had three um, big outlets out there. Um, kind of this discussing. Was in Florida also. Yeah, this one was in Florida. Florida. And Next the year we're planning for uh, PA. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Do you already have the dates for the twenty twenty three? Kind of, uh, kind of. We're we're just working out all the the details. Like I said, the these rulings kind of. Oh, that's true. And yeah. and the changes in the laws and in, in some states kind of, um, held a few things back. Also, one of the the sponsors of the event, JSD uh, Supplies. Um, I always get those mixed up, so I hope I'm saying I hope it is JST Supply. So. Uh, he's out of Pennsylvania. He um, very famously was raided by the ATF for for this alone. Is he was selling the eighty percent, and they were telling him he couldn't do it. Uh, ultimately, he was able to get a, a temporary restraining order against the ATF, and and they had to allow him to continue operating. Um, but he's a, a big, big help and supporters. And, and that's, um, that kind of put a little bit of a hiccup in, in, in our planning as well. Um, and, and I would encourage anybody who, who supports freedom to go support them. Um, they, they make fantastic products. They make, uh, the Popmos, uh, line, uh, they make slides and, and, uh, fire control groups for SIGs and, and all that stuff. So really, really amazing stuff. But, so that kind of uh, held us back a little bit as, as far as setting a concrete date, but we have a general idea, um, and, and the general idea would be uh, somewhere around the second quarter of, of next year. I just started typing as you said that. Sorry, what was the date again? Uh, we would be looking at like the second quarter of, of second quarter. Okay. Yeah. No, that's totally appropriate. I appreciate that because it's super tough to plan these things out and getting any kind of even penciled in uh, idea is, is is appreciated. 
So I was kind of making my notes there, so I was being kind of rude there. So going back, the match started in 2020, and then that first match – no, sorry, did you say the match started in 2021? Yeah, the very first one we had was in 2021. We started the conversation like late 2020. Okay. Uh, and everything was weird. So I appreciate first off that you did it during that time of stress when everybody else default, most everybody else defaulted to, well, let's just write it out or wait or we'll do it easier, whatever. So the fact that everybody else, you know, that you didn't wait meant that it was precedent and that it was archived. So in 2021, when that first event, it was in, earlier in the year, right? It was right at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, it was, a, it was towards the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, and it was in Florida and it was unknown and you had vice there. So what was that like? Is that the first time you had worked with vice? Uh, no, I had, I, I'd worked with vice myself previously when, uh, here in Colorado, we, we try to change the laws, uh, to allow potheads to, to be able to carry pew pews. Um, so we, we were probably the, the first organization or company that, that was trying to push. Uh, the legislation changed. This was back in 2000, uh, 2012, if I'm not mistaken, when we we were trying to basically just get uh, people who who partake in the product of of the marijuana uh, to be treated like uh, like people with, that drink alcohol, uh, essentially. So I had dealt with vice at, at that point, and then um, one other time on on unrelated business endeavors uh, with him. So I had already worked with him. I had never worked with this particular reporter. Um, and and Pincus was the one that kind of showed him how to make a gun. So he was able to make his own gun, participate in the event, um, and kind of seeing what, what uh, P80s were all about, 3D making was all about, and, and how it actually works versus what they had been telling their public before. And then, I don't know, I don't, I'm just curious because Vice had been around for a while and yeah. love them or hate them, they're, you know, they're, 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 what am I trying to say? Like they have a size, they have an audience, so they Correct. definitely can get the word out. Sorry, did you say the, the uh, marijuana thing was in 2007? No, that one was in 2012, if I'm 12, not okay. mistaken, when, uh, I'm just when trying we tried pushing for that here in the state of Colorado. My uh, alternative, my ulterior thing here is I, when I do these interviews, I try to take notes because I do try to have biographies of Second Amendment activists. So try to you know offer actual awareness of what all you've accomplished. I think that's a great. Well, I don't. I had mentioned before the interview. I'm trying not to get off in tangents, but I think that uh, marijuana and guns is one of those issues that, again, depending on how federal laws go, but the way things are trending statewide. That's it has can't be ignored. It's the same as suicide, and it's the same as veterans' issues. It's a lot of issues that are right now just not on the playing field. Yeah. That one can't so go I, too long. I, so I just googled one of the articles, and it was uh, 2014. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Perfect. Thanks. So then, but working with Vice, I've always heard of it or thought of it or kind of associated with kind of like working with a snake or with a poison, you know, some kind of venomous creature that has no <laughs> real method or soul. It's just sometimes it's on your side and it looks cool and sometimes it hates you and it bites you, right? So is it like that or is it not that bad? So here's how I've always seen media in general. Uh, I know what we're getting into. I understand. Um, what they can do. I understand the editing. So the way I approach it more than anything else is I don't say anything stupid for them to edit. 
Um, I think a lot of the times people say some really stupid shit, right? You see, um, just Rudy talking Jun- too freely with them. Um, you see Rudy Giuliani, uh, caught in a really compromised position by, by Borat, right? Like, um, Sasha got him. I mean, he, he had him with his pants down and making it lurk a certain way. Well, Rudy should have known better than to be doing stupid shit like that. Um, and, and it happened to, to some gun owners, unfortunately, some gun store owners where, um, they went in and they, uh, Sasha as the character of, of Borat was interviewing them and they were saying a lot of stupid shit. Um, I think he, he did some training with him and he, he got the, the dude to say, I'm going to bite the, the penis off of, uh, the infidels, like all kinds of weird shit, right? Like if you do stuff like that then, man, it's easy for Vice to cut it up and slice it up and edit it and sell it to their public as gun owners just being morons. Um, but if if gun owners are just smart about what they say and how they say it, uh, you really don't give them anything to, to edit out. Um, a lot of the uh, traditional um, media training that, that a lot of people get is also just sticking to talking points and that's that also can can look bad right so i i when i do media training because uh that's part of what we do uh on occasions is is provide training for instructors on on media and, and uh press releases and it's it's teaching them how to take control over uh the narrative and a big part of it is just being intelligent in in what you say and how you say it uh, you could be silly all you want on your own in your own podcast, your own platforms, but when you're presenting it to to Newsy, when you're presenting it to Vice, um, you have to present the 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 intelligence side of it. So I've never been afraid uh, of it. Um, I've never been afraid of them doing something that that didn't uh, that wasn't approved by me or or, or what have you, because I don't give them anything to to edit i don't give them anything silly to to edit unfortunately you see a lot of gun people that that will get up there and they'll start talking very quickly about uh how the russians are going to come over and kill us all and uh, obviously when you say stuff like that like it it presents a, a certain image um and that's sometimes what they want that's sometimes what they want sometimes we have to tell them edit it out and if you have a good relationship with the reporter then They'll kind of do what what you ask them, just so that they can continue working with you. Right on. I appreciate that. You mentioned a couple of things there. I'm going to assume that's part of the kind of Guns for Everyone national project to kind of assist or coach uh, yeah. to a media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess so that created another question, and then I'm going to go to another big facet that I don't want to not address because I think it's something that uh, potentially is our largest untapped resource. And that's, uh, well, uh, the uh, Hispanic gun culture. So whatever. B- before so, I'm going to, I'm going to veer off a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I, was, yeah, I yeah, just want to answer uh, Creek, Creek Kochi, whatever the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> his comment uh no my wife allows me to have sex with other women uh i do not that's not something that she's into so 
when he says no bullshit, go look it up. That's not the way it works. We talk about it heavily in our podcast uh, about that stuff. So I, I just wanted to clarify that before my wife is looked at in a certain light, uh, which is completely untrue. Right on. Yeah, we deleted all that stuff because that was, I'm assuming, somebody <laughs> trying to distract from uh, that's what That's what I bring all the time. Like every single time, it's just like I can't have a podcast where there's no there's no controversy and there's no. <laughs> well, for one, I appreciate you just doing whatever you want to do because uh, it's fake when everybody's just doing some script and it's not yeah. necessary, right? But on the <laughs> other hand, um, uh, yeah, that's just the nature, but it's also something that, you know, we don't have to uh, uh, be hindered by, right? I mean, it's the yeah. same as getting mud when you drive through the dirt, right? You wash off the Correct. car and you keep going. Um, so you, I think, well, I think Alan Gottlieb and in was it um, Pratt's dad, Eric Pratt's dad, um, I think they both spoke Spanish fluently, but you're about the only one out there now uh, that's doing any kind of uh, media with, uh, well, uh, all the uh, media that's in Spanish, in Spanish language. Um, and I don't want to, I'm assuming there's a whole bunch of them because of depending on if it's, I mean, I can't even imagine with all the news that's come up, whatever news of the day. And yeah. if you're one of the few or maybe the only uh, person who's able to and makes yourself available, I want to give you some chance to talk about that aspect. And then um, without going on too big a tangent, um, you know, the why behind it and then the concept, you know, what, what kind of results have you had? And, and then even though this isn't that kind of, I'm trying not to make it that kind of interview, I'll eventually ask you, you know, what can we do to increase that, amplify that aspect? Correct. And I think that's a, one of the largest untapped resources we've got as a nation is just to start realizing that people that come here are just the recent wave of people that come here. This whole country came here from different ways, right? So yeah. anyway. So the actually, you know, being comfortable, competent, willing, able, and you've already, you know, be, become a resource in Espanol for the gun culture. Yeah, and a lot of that just just has to do with the fact that I it's vanity, right? So I I, I wish I was lying, but a, a big driving force behind that initially was just plain and simple vanity. Uh, I love being on TV. Uh, I love when when people recognize me. Uh, so that's that's honestly a, a big driving force in me wanting to to drive that attention initially. And then also, um, uh, I'm a businessman. Um, I, I I don't shy away from the fact that I am a businessman, and I like to use the media uh, to kind of leverage uh, the narrative as well. Um, I've ran for office, so I kind of learned a little bit about how to how to leverage the media, although I don't like the way the, the politicians do it. So I veered away from that um, and, and took advice from from other uh, avenues. And I started kind of just using it to to our advantages. And uh, I started quickly noticing that uh, all of the people that kept saying no, 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 no. And that's why a lot of them would call me. Because uh, they're like, well, we, we, we had a guy, but he, he said no. We had a lady, but but she said no. Um, and 
and this is after having conversations with the reporters and i would tell the reporters you call they, me because Andy. of the topic they said no yeah well and, and it's just and a lot of people are just afraid of um just talking to the media period right they're afraid uh of just like you mentioned getting bitten by by that snake and, and i wasn't afraid i was just like no let, let's do this i would i would welcome them i would make myself available um and it, it it didn't matter what time it didn't matter what time zone uh i would wake up at three in the morning to do cnn and do fox news and and do that stuff but i, I just made myself available and then uh there was an untapped market in in the spanish um media here in the state of colorado so i started talking to them and became really good friends with one of the producers and one of the reporters and because of my willingness to speak and um obviously the knowledge on the topic uh he started uh he grew in the company with uh univision and he started getting me on national he started getting me on media in mexico and and it's always mainly because you're available you're you're always there you always say yeah you're not afraid um and that's the biggest complaint is just people just won't do it because they're afraid of what they're going to say which goes back to what i said before is if, if you don't give them anything stupid to talk about, then they have nothing to, to edit. Uh, if you're intelligent, what you say and how respond, then they have absolutely nothing to to edit. Uh, and then the other thing is, is just the value in the other side seeing an intelligent point of view, or what I like to believe anyways, an intelligent point of view. That's, that's subjective, I guess. Uh, but an intelligent point of view as opposed to your traditional Mr. NRA FUD, um, who's talking about uh, a 45 is gonna kill everyone type stuff, uh, two world wars and shit like that. Um, so it's 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 also me not wanting the the bad message to get out there to, to human beings that may not agree with us or are indifferent about us and just wanna hear both sides. Um, so that was a, a big part of it in, in the growth is just being consistent with, with these people and becoming friends with these people. A lot of these reporters and, and producers are, are now my friends. Um, and we, we've hung out together. And, uh, if I ask them to, to redo a take or redo an interview, they'll redo it. And a lot of it is just cause we've grown to, to have respect for each other, even though we may not agree with each other. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask is if the uh, national, if the international, if the, I'm assuming there's like Colorado Spanish speaking, that's still talking about local Colorado news, right? So if all these different media types, are they of a mindset and then they become media types or are they all different, you know, whatever and then they all have their different opinions about guns or are they all kind of uniform in their you know you know most of them when you when you first meet them uh they're just there to do the story uh and then by the second time you you've talked to them and met them then then they kind of start to ask you more questions off camera off the record and then they kind of give you their point of view and then you just talk a little bit about uh your point of view and and uh agree and maybe don't agree uh which is fine and um but it quickly turns into oh where are you from oh i'm from mexico where are you from and and it quickly turns into something else that that's irrelevant to guns and you start talking about the similarities very quickly 
Um, and that's really where the friendship kind of comes from is, uh, we understand our positions. Uh, every single one of them I invite to go shoot and, and shoot guns and so that they can either make a story out of it and, and share their, their experiences with guns. Um, some have taken me up on it just, just on a, on a friendly side while they're doing stories and, and others haven't. Um, but that's usually how, how we approach it. And then there's some that I only meet once, right? When we did stories with, uh, the German paper Der Spiegel, which is, um, kind of like uh, New York times, uh, out in Germany, we've done a couple stories with them, but it's been with separate reporters, uh, every time with them, you only have, uh, maybe six hours to, to work with. Um, so most of the times it's just all business. Uh, they ask you questions repeatedly and it's enough to get the, the story and the video that they need to get and, and all that stuff. So uh, it, it definitely depends uh, with Chinese media. We really didn't get to um, become friends or anything like that because there's a big language barrier uh, or you're speaking through uh, apps or you're speaking through an interpreter and it, it's the, the time's just not there. But overall, it's just I try my best to to make myself available to them and then uh if possible uh become friendly with them uh so that we can have our stories and our voices heard a lot more uh versus being that culture that never wants to talk to the media uh because then they never want to do stories about us and then they don't do stories about us and we don't have our side heard and then when we don't have our side heard we we bitch about it and then yeah. it's just this and weird then that's marginalize us, right? I mean, that's how they create the the narratives about us. Correct. So Correct. I think that's one of the things too that, um, like you say, even if you, it's interesting. I appreciate that because it kind of is what I suspected, but that enforces that you know everybody's kind of the same, and that some people have a real hard opinion about stuff, but most people probably could care less. It seems like from most of the gun people I know that have talked about interacting with media, that most media has been you know, approachable, sometimes even open-minded enough to really understand gun owners. So that's what I was going to say is I think there's a real value there that, like you said, even if you're, you know, you're not going to agree, you can quickly agree to disagree, find all these other things that you have in common. And that understanding that the second amendment and gun ownership is just one, one of the facets of our lives is something that they don't realize when we, when they're marginalized gun owners, they typically make it look like we fetishize violence or, you know, Correct. above all else, our rights or some weird thing. And, uh, you know, just in a weird way. And this is letting them know that, hey, we're regular. We're just never going to agree on that. The same way we might never agree on, I don't know, you know the way we're going to change our tires or make our Correct. soda pop or something. Right? Yeah, there's a, I, I don't, I don't listen to the po this podcast, but they, they put out a lot of good information um, in, in regards to talking to the media and, and a lot of the key points that I take from them. It, it, or a lot of the key points that I've received has been from them. Again, I've never listened to, to a show completely, but I, I've heard snippets about this and, and Isaac's big on this, who's my business partner. Um, but it's the, the no agenda show has a, a really good take on how to deal with media um, and how to evade their, um, the questions that they ask, um, like, um, is it Smeggy42 on here, um, that they know how to push buttons. And some of them do know how to, how to say the stuff, 
um, and and get you to say some some weird stuff. But uh, they they have a, a really good techniques because they've been in media for for a while. Uh, they have really good techniques on on how to evade those and how to deal with that stuff. And uh, one question that has saved me many many times from stuff like that is very easily, and it's not a question, I'm sorry, it's really more of a, a, a of a phrasing, right? Like you're asking the wrong question, what you should be asking is, and then you answer your own question to, to answer your, uh, what they really should be asking. Um, and for example is, oh, what, what legislation should we have? Well, you're asking the wrong question. The question you should be asking is, should the government have control over my freedom? Um, so small stuff like that, that, that can very quickly throw the, the reporter off guard and uh, switch the conversation in, into something else. So there's, there's a lot of tricks that we can use as well um, to make it favorable for us. And also at the same time, we, we sound intelligent because we, we came in prepared and uh, we don't get caught off guard. If anything, we're the ones that caught off the, um, the reporter on time. Uh, Jordan Peterson is really good at, at doing this whether he knows it or not, you see him a lot of the times having conversations with reporters and, and he answers in such an eloquent way um, and in a very thoughtful way that the reporter really doesn't know what to say. So a lot of times you'll see the reporter kind of just speechless, like doesn't know uh, where to go from this stuff. So um, that, that's important to all that stuff. But also uh, I go back to to what I keep saying is just like, it's, it's not a bad idea to be friendly with, with these, uh, humans that, uh, like you mentioned, maybe really don't care that much about our two way and they're just there to do a job and do a story. And that's what they told them to go do. And uh, a lot of these reporters come with pre, uh, pre-made questions, right? They don't even ask the questions. It's the producers. I want the questions asked. They're just there to do, be the, the camera people. Um, so, there's a lot of nuance to it and there's a lot of technique behind it. And I understand why people get afraid of it, but uh, we need it. We, we 100% need uh, that narrative and that, that side to have this, this conversation so that we can um, continue preaching the, the two way gospel. Um, I'd say it's a skill set, right? Like you can shoot a revolver, you can shoot a rifle, you can shoot a shotgun. They all Absolutely. are different. Some people like having all of them. Some people will only have one or a couple, right? But some people can work with media. Some ain't. Some will do it good and some will do it in a weird way. But it's something that, yeah, if we neglect it, then even those people that are ambivalent are only going to get the message from the other side. So we're leaving money on the table, right? We're yeah, leaving. absolutely. Um, so without, like I said, I definitely could go in a couple of directions with uh, a bunch of the stuff that we've talked about today. I appreciate your time. I want to try to keep it around an hour. So I do have a couple of questions that I try to ask everybody. The easy one is, do you have any book recommendations? Man, I'm the worst person to ask this shit. Uh, I, I, I don't do well with the reading. Um, so no, the, the short answer for me is 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 absolutely not <laughs> then it, i hear that because i i listen to an audiobook once in a while and yeah. once in a while i'm surprised but so is there uh something that you would recommend you recommended the no agenda show has some stuff that has to deal with the approaches to dealing with media that's a podcast but is there anything that as far as second amendment uh activism goes if someone were to say what could i 
watch, listen to, experience, attend, what would be a 2A recommendation? I, my recommendation every single time is uh, just do it, right? Like a lot of people want to know who to follow and and all that stuff is if, if you haven't found somebody already in 2022, somebody to follow and attach yourself to, um, then, then maybe there's, there's some sort of lack in your, your community. Uh, and I'm not saying this is completely true, right? This is not 100% true, but it's pretty easy to find this information out there. Um, I, I would say you become the human being that, that we could all look up to. That was part of my speech out, out in DC is just, doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what all of these, these quote unquote, two way celebrities or, or leaders do if you're not doing anything. Um, so that's my ultimate goal is, is, is that is so that more people get involved in the community. More people are not just sitting on the sidelines, listening to other people talk about how awesome two way activism is, but actually experiencing, experiencing the, the two way activism. Um, many people are afraid to, to kind of join because work and time and uh, they might get it wrong or whatever. And uh, the, the goal is always slow progression instead of delayed perfection. Um, and, and that's what, what people want is just delay, delay, delay until we can do it very perfectly. And I, I'd, 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 I'm all about just improving a little bit at a time, even if it takes a while, at least I'm improving. Um, so that would be my biggest thing as far as people to listen to and, uh, to learn from there's a lot of humans. There's Maj Ture with black guns matter. Um, he has a lot of good stuff to say, uh, spike. Oh, uh, spike Cohen, uh, the libertarian, uh, presidential candidate from, from last election. Uh, is it Cohen now? Now I'm doubting myself. Spike, if you look him up, Libertarian Spike, uh, he has a lot of uh, amazing stuff to say. Um, the, uh, the the polarizing uh, Rob Pincus is also somebody to, to kind of really listen to the nuance that, that he has to say. Uh, whether you agree with it 100% or not, like he, he has a lot of uh, a lot of points that, that deserve more attention instead of um, people just taking one quick little note and then uh, pretending that he said something that, that was not true. So there's a lot of humans out there that have a lot of good information, but ultimately I think as far as activism, um, it can't be activism if you're not active uh, in it. Um, if you are just watching other people be active then you're just, you're just a viewer. Um, so my biggest, my biggest thing is to encourage people to not be afraid to do something. Well, what could we do? I, I don't know. Call people, uh, yell at politicians, uh, set up uh, range time with people that don't know how to shoot or, or are afraid of guns. Or uh, one of the projects that we're, we're kind of working on is um, one of the, the projects that we're working on is a program called, uh, armed friends. And this is the idea. It's, it's not an original idea, but it, it exists in small pockets. Uh, but this idea is, uh, having friends that don't shoot, uh, take them to the range once a month, uh, try and get them a free range day at, at a local range and, and 
and take as many as you can, make it a, a group event. And that's being active in, in the Second Amendment. That's that's doing fun shit uh, that involves guns and it promotes the Second Amendment. Uh, take your friends that don't shoot, uh, take them shooting. Uh, writing an article for an obscure uh, newspaper called Guns for Everyone uh, Gazette, right? The Guns for Everyone Gazette. So, or create your own newspaper in your own uh, little neighborhood. You only got to put it out every week, every month. It's you can put it out every year. Shit. Um, it's it's you being active. The more we are all active, the the more efficient we are. The more uh ideas come out here one of the, the things that made the gun makers match so amazing is the amount of humans that just came out of their little rock and and started sharing ideas and designs and, and that's just incredible to see is how humans can actually work together and i think that's what we need more of is is more challenging and um it, and more improvement in the second amendment uh, that was kind of my my i got in trouble last year and i pissed off a lot of people because i said the second amendment is essentially stagnant um because we're just stuck with the old guard right we're just stuck with little clicks and if you hurt their feelings and if you challenge them then then they get pissed off but a lot of that has to do is just there's just no fresh blood there's no 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 newness uh, it's basically we do the same shit every single year uh, and then we pat ourselves on the back and, and pretend like we we actually accomplished something. Uh, but in, when in reality, the people that are fucking making a change is, is um, the the Dick Hellers, right? Nobody really talks about Dick Heller uh, as as much as they should be talking about the the level of uh, pushback that he has done here in the state of Colorado. We we've got a few a, a couple people that have chosen to, to put their name on, on lawsuits. Like these are the unsung heroes that nobody really talks about. They're not going to invite on the podcast. They're not going to invite to the cookout. They're not going to invite to, to the speeches and to the, um, to the galas and, and the shot shows and shit like that. But uh, if you look at lawsuits, there's a name attached to that. That means that person got fucking charged with something uh, and, and suffered financially and suffered with them getting arrested or, or, getting a ticket or going to jail and then decided to fight the system and maybe with the help of FPC or, or whatever. But ultimately it was one human that, that decided to challenge the system uh, through civil disobedience or uh, um, some other means. I mean, that that's being active. I'm not saying go get arrested and shit. I'm just saying there's a lot of uh, other ways that, that we ourselves, the, the populace can do it um without always relying on other human beings to do it and by the way you get to talk about what you did and inspire other humans and maybe challenge me to look at shit differently this whole armed friends thing happened from a student uh the student said hey how come we don't have this shit where uh here in colorado where you take your friend shooting and I'm like i'm an idiot like that's such a simple fucking uh idea um I'm probably going to make him head it up and, and we're going to promote it for him and stuff like that. But I mean, the, uh, that wasn't Isaac. That wasn't Pincus that, that, that said that that wasn't um, your Mr. Activist or Mrs. Activist in the second. I mean, it was a student at a freaking sale carry class that made a challenge. Why don't we have this program? And then my challenge to him, motherfucker, you got to do it yourself. 
we will help you but like you challenge us you're right but we're going to challenge you to kind of head it up as long as we we make it successful and, and and we provide the the marketing and all that stuff so uh i think that's what we need more of as opposed to clinging to any one particular um person or or book or ideology or uh old guard or um all that stuff because then that creates clicks man. uh that's one of the things i hate is is clicks and i only support my people and i only support the the views that i believe in and uh and and that's wrong um if they're doing good jobs you ain't got to like them but if they're doing a good job um we we ought to support the good job that they're doing set egos egos aside and make it about the second amendment not make it about you that's interesting. I'd never heard it put that way. So appreciate that answer for one, because, yeah, I mean, everybody just normally answers the question, uh, you know, with whatever, you know, book maybe they've been reading or that they read on the regular or something. So I appreciate that, that because uh, that's about the best answer, really, is to value your voice and be right, because that's what it's all about anyways. It's I don't know, it's sort of like playing baseball, watching baseball, playing the guitar, watching somebody play guitar once you start being an activist it's just a you know more immersive or whatever and you start to figure out all that stuff that you just mentioned there so i, I love that answer um the, but the idea that the i would say i kind of summed it up as doctrine created the clicks like so somebody reads a book somebody gets instruction from somebody they admire or respect and now that's the way you hold your gun everybody else is challenging that right like say ego and whatnot so I never really put it to like or thought of it that way uh that uh, that creates those initial rifts and then people double down on that not enough people are willing to say hey let's you know who cares i don't salt my meat the same as you i don't butter my bread the same as you who cares who, who gets into petty arguments about the knife you use to butter your bread or whatever so it's yeah it's absolutely i mean there's some circumstances where it is what it is and and the fact is the fact right um and and science proves one thing or another but when it comes to to actual activism is there's just uh, people ask me that a lot what can i do to get involved just, just get involved um you're gonna find your passion very quickly in all this stuff and the stuff that you're good at and the stuff that you're effective and efficient with so um, the only way you figure that out is is by doing it. Right? Like it's um, kind of like my my kids. I I want to uh, help my kids as much as I can, but if they don't start doing shit on their own, um, they see, they see very quickly that they they suffer because uh, I I do everything for them. Uh, they they rely on me. Uh, so the best thing we could do is just just do it our ourselves uh eventually we get to the point where we know how to promote our ideas promote our successes promote uh how it worked our, our journey and inspire other human beings to to do that as shit so um that's that's my favorite thing to to do is just create a way for for other humans to to be able to to do whatever it is they feel is lacking in, in the second community. Because somebody comes up to them and says, hey, I don't see this happening. Uh, one, maybe it's happening, but they're doing a shitty job at marketing it. So obviously this person's seeing it, and I direct them there. And 
Uh, maybe they work together or they say, no, I could do better with this stuff. And then now you're challenging another human being to, to be better. And that's the other thing that I, that I hate about uh, the industry. I think it happens everywhere, but obviously I'm immersed in the second amendment. So I see it a lot more here is this fear of, of this competition of like, Oh, that person's taking my thing away. It's not yours. The second amendment isn't mine. It's, it's not, it doesn't belong to guns for everyone. It doesn't belong um, to, to my friends. It belongs to the people. It belongs to, to humans that want to defend themselves. Uh, so it's, it's always silly when people sit there and like, Oh, I thought about this first. And, um, I thought about the Gundy's first and those motherfuckers took it away from me, but like you, they, they did it better. And so like, I can't be mad at, at the fact that I fucked up and, and didn't promote it as, as good as I wanted to the Gundy's and some assholes took it from me. Um, but they did it better. And, and all I can sit here and is like, well, you know, how about that. louder? It's like, yeah. yeah. They, they, they were louder, but yeah. <laughs> um, I dig the part where you said, if you haven't found it yet, make it. So if you haven't found what you're looking for, I think that's another awesome part of the internet and sounds like a part of your uh, time on the clock also is that uh, if you're not satisfied with what's there, create it or at least support the, the, the saplings that are out there that at least are closer to what you have in mind or what you need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then my last question for the night, uh, and then I don't think I missed it. There wasn't a bunch of questions coming in. So I've been kind of ignoring everybody out there. So thanks everybody for letting us, let me ignore you tonight. Uh, I always like to make this first uh, interview about the guest and give them a chance to just chat uh, about their wise and we didn't really get too much into the house but i think you also did so hopefully this won't be the last time we chat and maybe we can talk more in depth on some of the how to because i think that uh you more than some of the other folks i know even are probably uh well are interested in um coaching and getting the information out there for others to be activists and i know that colorado has had lots of you and i don't want to get into tangents but i know you probably have way more insight on this, but I've heard lots of, I'm going to say fits and starts, like lots of attempts, but I've never seen the conclusions of these like two-way activist resources that were going to come out of Colorado. And Colorado's got its whole like history of you guys get pummeled and then you get people that come along and help. And then a whole bunch of people come along and put a sign in the help and say, we helped, we helped, we helped and make a bunch of money doing it. It's a crazy state as far as that kind of stuff goes. But um, without getting in all those tangents, my question I've been trying to ask everybody who's kind of been in the game for a bit, something happens this year and, and everybody gets together and they decide we're going to make a five-star general of 2A. They're going to have all the resources at their command, right? All the activists, all the organizations, all the projects and campaigns that exist or the potentials that they've got are under the command of one person just so that we can, you know, have an actual game plan and then they they give you the reins what would you do for the next five years or whatever what would be your game plan with the resources we have today what would be the most effective way to a goal and what i guess i leave it open to what would the goal be with with that power and with that influence um for me it, it's it's very simple um and that is uh quit approaching the the echo chamber 
and start talking to the people that um, are warm about the Second Amendment, right? It, it's hard to go approach the people who are super cold about guns. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's always about growing the Second Amendment. You can't grow the Second Amendment at SHOT Show. Uh, you cannot grow the Second Amendment at uh, every other gun expo that's out there. The people that like guns are already there. Um, so the, if, if I did have enough power to voice this uh, a lot, it just, uh, and it's been said, uh, I'm not the only one that says it, fortunately, but I don't think it gets heard enough. I don't think enough people actually do it. Um, advocacy is, is done outside of the industry. Um, and, and I think that's what we need to, to focus on a lot more. One of the things that, that Guns for Everyone has always uh, done is uh, we, we've never been uh, loyal to a, a party. We've never been loyal to a person. Um, we've been loyal to the Second Amendment. Uh, we're not afraid of, of being vocal about any particular orange politician who, who is not pro-gun, uh, only plays one on TV. Uh, and we're not, we're not afraid of, of calling out the, the dementia man who's also anti-gun, right? So, and I think a lot of people that are outside of the, the Second Amendment community appreciate that. In fact, that's one of the biggest compliments we get almost every single time is when I seen free and when I was registering for the class or when I heard about your group, I was super duper afraid because I thought it was just going to be like every other organization. And it's refreshing that um, it, this is more about the guns and the freedom and self-defense than it is about uh, throw your money into one particular uh, party. So as a consequence, we get a lot of people who who sit in our chairs. And when we ask them, why are you here? They're just like, I don't know. I just want the information. I don't like guns. I don't own guns. I don't even know if I'm ever going to own a gun, but I want to know more about it. I want to know more, more about why you like guns and why these people like guns. And um, I just want to be better informed. And, and the class is free, so there's there's no barrier to them coming in, sitting in on a class and getting that information and, and getting to know gun owners for who they really are as opposed to what the media paints them out to be. Um, and, and so I would grow that a lot more, and I'd figure out how to get more of those human beings in, inside of classes, not just our classes, but other other classes, because uh, that's ultimate, what, what, ultimately what we need to do is we need to uh, we need to turn the, the Democrats into gun-loving gun Democrats. I, I don't, uh, without getting too political about that shit, but I mean, that, that's ultimately what we need to do is get more homies on, on that side to push their politicians um, to be pro-2A. Um, that's, that's how we solve that issue. A lot of the times what we see is we're just so protective about the second amendment and, and it's only for republicans and it's only for conservatives and it, it's only for people who hate this and it's only for people that are for this and uh nope it's it's for people who who believe in freedom uh that's who the second amendment is for and if you believe in freedom then then obviously you'll you'll understand what the second amendment is 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 all about um there are some human beings that i have met that i will 100 percent say like they will never understand 
um, the Second Amendment, and and that's ultimately the people that I can't focus the attention on right there. They're not. I'm not gonna say low hanging fruit, but like I'm okay with climbing a ladder a little bit and and, and getting the ripe shit that that's up top as well. And I think what the Second Amendment uh, industry has done, and I'm talking about the industry, not even the community, uh, but the industry. What they've done is they've taught us to just go for the low hanging fruit, which is that that shit's easy. Sometimes we gotta we gotta climb a ladder. I'm Mexican, so I know about picking fruit. Uh, sometimes you gotta get up there and shake the tree a little bit and get the ones that are up top. Um, and, and that's what we miss out on the Second Amendment is just this this fear of, well, if we let the, the Democrats in, this is going to happen. Unfortunately, uh, we're being stagnant and we're not growing. Uh, the way we, we become better is if we get different minds in there and we get different uh, views and, and we get um, different philosophies and, and all that stuff. Uh, in business, a lot of the times... It's it's the new generation that that makes things better and, and not the older generation. A lot of people like to to look at the old old person full of wisdom and uh, and, and that might be true, but the ideas are old as well, um, antiquated. Sometimes we knew a, a new need a new perspective on on how to approach it. Um, so if I did have that power, that money, I'd I'd focus a lot of this stuff on on advocating outside of the second amendment community and outside of the second amendment industry. That's all I had to say, but I don't know why I went on a tangent to uh, say that. Well, shit Cause I leave it open. That's the whole goal. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's a, otherwise I, you know, I don't want to ask a yes or no. And then yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No, I dig that because again, that's, um, people go, Oh, well, you know, there's all the gun owners exist. And I think the perception is that, it's sort of like in the elections where they everybody thinks that 100% of people vote and half the people like this and half the people are 60%. In reality, it's more like 60% of the people vote, 40% of the people don't even care, right? Okay. So people think, oh, well, all the gun owners are already done and accounted for. But in reality, how many gun owners are there? Like maybe millions in a country of 300 million. So there's so many other people that aren't in the gun community and how do they know they're not in the gun community because is like you're saying I, I dig that answer where you can use the resources to instead of doubling down on any specific blah 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 that we've done which obviously hasn't worked uh use the resources all to reach out imagine if just every organization every entity out there put 10 percent of their effort into outreach because a lot of them don't bother at all or outreach to really reach out and not just find more, you know, specifically market to more of the same, but reach out, then the influence. I think you're kind of going towards that like whole capitalism thing too. Like when, if we can, we can be reverent and understanding of like how difficult it was to go from horses to Model T Fords and the whole thing about industrialization and all that was super cool. It had its bad points, it had its good points, but nobody wants to drive around Model T car right? Everybody appreciates the evolution since then. Same thing with 2A, right? Like Correct. we had to get it started. We got it to here, but this ain't the end of it. And I think, you know, so appreciate all the answers, I guess, um, just to end it then and to give people some time, I'm going to flip on my camera. What did I do? Yeah. I flipped this on and I flipped this off. So I've got a thing going. YouTube gives us the ability to do, well, actually StreamYard gives us the ability to do a giveaway. So a random pick, I guess is the way to say it. So if you type in the
the you don't even have to put hashtag but type in guns for everyone without spaces uh, the same way that a bunch of people have already done it uh, we can do a random giveaway and it'll be one of the guns for everyone patches which I mean I'm a patch person and I've got a few patches definitely one of my favorites the yellow pops uh, the pattern itself is awesome the AK is prominent and it gets you looking at what's going on here guns for everyone it's got the dot com on it which nobody bothers with ever and everything about it when it's on a patch panel it doesn't get lost the yellow border and everything your eyes go right to it and you're looking at it it's telling the story it's giving you a question mark they're freaking well made how come we only charging ten dollars for these i would expect you to be charging at least 15 you know closer to 20. But in any case, somebody's going to get one tonight. Can you give us the story on the patches? I'm a patch guy, so i got to know as much as I can. Uh, um, the story on the patches is basically people just ask us for patches. We, we, uh, we're we horrible at presenting merchandise. Um, that's one side of the marketing where I'm not very good at is, is, is the merchandise stuff. So people just kept asking for patches, and um, somebody approached us, said they can make us some patches. So... <laughs> we we decided just uh, no pun intended pull the trigger on it and 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 provide these now as far as the logo uh, the logo is is a is actually our very first real logo that we had before we would just have a gun and throw some words under it that said guns for everyone um, but um, we uh, Isaac's brother decided to pay somebody. A, uh, on one of the Fiverr-like places, and then this is oh, the okay. That they, they, they created. So you knew so what they were doing then, so it's not like napkin sketch given to the patch places. Yeah, like correct. Napkin sketch given to a graphics guy. And the, the the luchador, the the whole mask thing is when when guns first started. Um, there's a character out there by the name of Juanabi the Luchador. Um, he was kind of the, the main character of, of guns for everyone at the beginning. So that's why the, the mask. Was that from like the podcast or is that from real life? Like there's actually a luchador, not name that there, there's, there is an actual human. <laughs> His name is Juan Avila Luchador. I'll just leave it there. And he used to do a bunch of gun reviews as a parody. Um, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Right on. So then we got six people now. So we've given everybody enough time. And if you want to grab one, I'm going to go in the description of this video. You'll find a link to. Um, actually, I don't have the link. I got the uh, concealed carry for free. That takes them to. Guns, or, no, it doesn't. So we're going to take you to Guns for Everyone website Everyone. where you got the patches at. I'll put that link in the uh, description, but if you go to gear, uh, they've got a whole bunch of t-shirts and I'm guessing the t-shirts hopefully give you more uh, resource for the free classes, Correct. bunch of different colors and stuff, this logo and some others. And then the patch here is like 10 bucks. So I'm going to put that link in here for anybody that wants to just go grab one. It looks like it gave people enough time to get 10 entries. So that was definitely a jump. Uh, if anybody needs more time, you should have just typed in the hashtag instead of saying you need more time. So now I will click the button. This kept it right around 90 minutes. So again, I appreciate it. I try to say, I say all over the place, it's going to be an hour. And then it almost always goes to about 90. If I'm not paying attention, we've gone 
much longer. Well, I hope I don't win. Okay, good. <laughs> DJ won. Okay, so uh, DJ Playnight's been uh, helping out in our chats and in lots of other people's chats, yeah, uh, dropping links. And uh, I just want to say if anybody is out there doing any kind of live broadcasts or uh, stuff with StreamYard or doing stuff online with YouTube, uh, I would highly recommend uh, you can trust DJ as a moderator. He does a good job in lots of people's chats, uh, dropping links when appropriate to whatever the topic of discussion is, helping get rid of the spam bots and stuff like that. It's always nice to have someone on your team over uh, in the YouTube chats and DJ play nice. Uh, is a great uh, ally. You can definitely be comfortable giving him a wrinch. All you have to do is click he on the little three dots. He supports a lot of people, too. He does. I call yeah. him the 2A roadie. He's always helping out people behind yeah, the scenes. About. Okay, so with that, we did have a poll going over on the YouTube side for the people that have been joining live. Uh, I do broadcast this on two YouTube channels and Twitch, so this poll was only on the big YouTube channel, but... Uh, which was your favorite of the projects uh, that I was able to list? I can only put four in here. Uh, we had the free CCW classes, the CCW instructor development, the printed 2A newspaper for gun shops, or the 3D printed and built gun competitions. Those all came in third or second, I guess, with CCW classes winning overall. Let's just end it with uh, featuring that again. Is that right? 100,000 CCW student yeah, 100,000 students since, since uh, 2012 in the, in the state of Colorado. Um, a, a big chunk of uh, the concealed carry holders here in, in the state. Uh, largest handgun training company in the state of Colorado. And um, that's kind of our, our, our main thing is is the, the free CCWs. And again, we, we just want this to, one, it's a protest, it's an activism. Uh, but we also want to to make this as accessible as possible to to as many human beings as, as want to. Um, we often get the question like, oh, do you really think everybody should have a, a gun? Uh, ultimately, what we believe is kind of like kids is I don't think everybody should have kids, but the government should not decide who gets to have kids and who doesn't have kids. Um, I think that that could be done in different ways without government intervention, without government involvement, uh, through education. And, and the more education we have out there, uh, the better uh, the better off we are as a as a community, a Second Amendment. So, um, yeah, the, the the free concealed carry class, and and we're able to do that um, because of donations. So we do sell the merchandise and stuff like that because that's a that's a good motivator for people to essentially sponsor uh, a class um that's how that's how we're, we're able to continue this stuff uh even recently we started to to rethink the way we we ask for donations because you're not really donating right so a lot of people think oh my donations are going to go um to buy a especially now after the nra is going to go buy a yacht it's going to go buy uh, a machine gun collection and really what you're doing is you're sponsoring students you're sponsoring a class uh, so, yeah, absolutely. When you buy uh, all of our merchandise is really so that we can pay the rent and we can uh, print uh, certificates and uh, replace chairs when unfortunately they break and, and all that stuff. So it really goes back to sponsoring the students. Um, but, yeah, 100,000 students in the state of Colorado uh, in 
in October, I'll be in Philadelphia doing a free concealed carry class. I'll be doing that in Spanish. Uh, in uh, late October, I'll be down in, in Mexico and Guadalajara. Uh, we'll be providing some training down there as well. Uh, so this is expanding. This is not not only I'll be doing that with with Pincus. Uh, it's not a free concealed carry class. It's, it's a live fire stuff. But uh, all that to say is is we're we're not just growing nationally, but hopefully we we get to grow this internationally as well. And that's an amazing export that the United States has to offer our gun culture and our education and our, uh, what, I don't know what to call that, like the technical competence and the ability to translate uh, a martial skill to civilians uh, and create a pretty decent, safe society with it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, awesome. And again, this should, hopefully this isn't the last time we chat, but I do want to keep it hopefully somehow consumable for people that don't like listening to, to marathon sessions. But uh, appreciate your time. Uh, the links are in the description. I've taken some notes and I'll be putting those over on the sub stack. It's my goal so that they're sort of not necessarily just a narration of what we talked about, but basically bullet points. I'm not an expert note taker or anything, uh, but uh, effectively a way to... Uh, kind of go back it's not quite time stamps but if you wanted to uh go back and, and if you heard something that edgar talked about and you wanted to make sure that it was in this episode um i'll try to put it into the description of the youtube video there's just not enough characters there typically so i'll create a Substack post for this and uh i mentioned to edgar off here that what i'm going to attempt to do uh each month is take the or invite the people that I've had my Monday interviews with to, and then just invite them all together to have sort of a random get together of activists to just have no topic other than to meet and chat for an hour. And uh, you know, if I can get others to agree to that, then you know, we'll figure out a time and, and look forward to that. But hopefully if you've got the ability to jump in on these chats, I'd like to invite you back uh, to talk about some of the more specific things that I didn't want to take off on tangents tonight. No, no, I, I appreciate this. Uh, and before we're off publicly, I want to say how uh, incredible it is that, that you are keeping a log and a history about all of this stuff. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm included in this, but it, that's a big thing in, in, in the activism and, and what we lack is people understanding the history of uh, of uh, all kinds of stuff, right? All kinds of programs, all kinds of activists and um, that's, that's a lot of time, uh, commitment there. And, and, and I always appreciate that stuff. Somebody who, who appreciates understanding where things come from and how they evolved and how they became and whether it be the four rules or the 21 four rule and stuff like that. Like it's, it's super important for us to, to maintain that history and understand the history of, of the two way, uh, cause that's how we're able to learn from mistakes and that's how we're able to to get better. So the fact that, that you collect this data, uh, how the fuck you have the patience for that stuff, I have no clue, but I appreciate that you do um, and, and provide this information for us. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Right on. Well, thank you for the, for that recognition or that the praise there. But uh, the way I keep motivated is because this is the first step. The way I see it is I agree with you hundred percent. We just need to know, this stuff because it's just not written down in bullet points so we can deal with it. Once we know the timelines and the maps and the visualizations of where we came from, we can start to understand the bigger picture. And then we hack this whole thing. This is, this is unawareness and 
in ignorance, not like people are ignorant. They're just not familiar with our culture and they're not familiar with our tools and our everything, right? We, we're, we're speaking the choir here. So we've got unawareness and they're using that against us. But we've got yourself and your projects. We've got the DC project. We've got, I mean, I could go on and on people who are listening to this know we've got successes. So we can hack this. We just have to divert resources to the right place. Like you said, divert resources to the next and the new and allow the next to learn from us. And that's how we hack this thing. We create a, a logarithm or a, I don't know what to call it, but you know, we create a method or a system that we can hand down to the next generation. And that just starts with understanding where we're at efficiently, right? So that's how I do it. It's, it's fascinating to get to talk to people like yourselves and get to emphasize this, the accomplishments of what, what people like yourselves have done. And I look forward to the next is so much faster than us, right? So once we've got this stuff, we can put it on a platter for them. I want to see what they create with the, with these elements. That's awesome. So, yeah, I appreciate it. So we'll talk again. Uh, thanks everybody for showing up. I'm only able to do this through subscribers. So there's a link down at the bottom there that's been scrolling. It says, thanks to our Patreons, the people that subscribe each month to the projects that we do. Uh, so some people, about 148 people, a couple of people had to drop off. You know, I understand that. Um, either throwing us a cup of coffee each month, sometimes a lunch, uh, you know, 25 bucks or less each month. And that adds up. It allows us to divert, you know, to pay our time, our attention to stuff like this without trying to make you buy something with an optic on it or a new grip angle or the new color of whatever's coming out. And uh, I believe that crowdfunding and crowd participation is the future of all of this, right? Yeah. Uh, decentralization and uh, individuals understanding their their value and with the technology and infrastructures that are being developed and the techniques and stuff the future is awesome so i uh, appreciate the people that make it possible for us to do this and we'll be back uh with more i guess tomorrow we're talking about 2a in maine wednesday we've got the quiz uh then we wrap everything up on fridays i need to come up with some better and exit stuff because i feel like uh, doing my normal junk is uh uh, a little silly, so I'll just uh, end it with Smeggy, who's been active in the chat. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.